Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. This week's guest is Darren Trewin from Zonads where he heads up an Amazon PPC agency right here in Melbourne, Australia. And our topic today is Amazon PPC for beginners. Uh, it's one of the most daunting aspects for new sellers to get their head around. And Darren sets out his top tips for setting up your sponsored ads or your PPC, managing your campaigns, and importantly, how to avoid very costly mistakes. So stay tuned for that. All right, some quick announcements. Thank you to everybody that came along to last week's meetup at WeWork. That was sponsored, of course, by Retail Global and Payne, who kindly provided some amazing pizzas and a few drinks as well. Now, can we meet at India for the Delhi Fair in April? So as you know, Megler is running the India Sourcing Trip. That's over at indiasourcingtrip.com. So we've got Tim Jordan, uh, who's currently running the Project X case study with Bradley Sutton. Uh, he'll be there as a coach, Gary Huang, myself, Mark Jolly, and many, many others. So register now. Time is actually running out, and we're getting very, very close to probably calling last drinks. Um, you'll need to book a flight, and you will need to get a visa. So get your skates on, folks. So don't forget to head over and have a chat to Megla over at indiasourcingtrip.com. Now, I'm also starting private coaching again for 2020. I've had some fantastic students already. So please head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me. Usually runs a lot more than an hour um, just to make sure that you're heading in the right direction and with some accountability. Anyway, let's get on with today's interview with Darren Trewin. Back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast, and today I'm thrilled to welcome Darren Truen from Zon Ads. And today we are going to chat through Amazon PPC or sponsored advertising for beginners, and try and make sure that well, we're going to look at all of the mistakes that beginners often make. So, so welcome to the show, Darren. Tell us a bit about yourself. How did you get into Amazon sponsored ads? Thanks, Chris, and thanks for having me on. I uh, IT background, so I'm a data analyst, uh, and so once I got into the Amazon game, loved the loved the data. So it wasn't hard for me to really get into the detail of the PPC, and uh, mm-hmm. and love looking at and playing around with PPC. And do you, you're obviously selling on Amazon yourself, or you have? Yes, I've been selling since May 2018, and it's now my uh, my full time. Full-time job, loving the, the I won't say four-hour work week, but loving the- Thank you, Tim Ferriss. Amazon Amazon lifestyle. Yeah, it's fun when it works. Okay, uh, let's just hop straight into this. What are the most common mistakes that you see beginners make when it comes to Amazon-sponsored ads? Yeah, it's probably the biggest mistake I see is people using keywords that are too broad or generic. So, mm-hmm. for example, in their PC campaign, they're targeting- customer search terms like home decor when they're trying to sell a pot plant 
So they'll get a lot of uh, a lot of clicks and not many sales, and so spending a lot mm-hmm. of money for you know, really broad generic terms. So they need to be more targeted, more relevant keyword that describe the product. For example, you know, an indoor pot plant or a large one or a ceramic one, not just you know high level. Even worse, one word, one word you know, like decor, for example, I've seen, and so you know, people can spend a lot of money on that. Yeah, they can get a, you can get a lot of wheel spin on that sort of stuff if you j- try to target the keywords that are the category. That's <laughs> so, right. So, yeah, you really got to be very specific, don't you, about the keywords that you're targeting. What about like running sort of broad? You know, let's talk about phrase and broad and exact. That often confuses a lot of beginners. Can you maybe define t- for us what broad and phrase and exact match, match types are? Yeah, so I'll start with the exact. That's where... The keyword that you're targeting is the same as what the customer is typing into the search bar. So if you type in pot plant, you need to have, have an exact campaign of the word pot plant that will match in your people's mood. Broad is the, the other end of the scale where you might have pot plant as a broad phrase, broad, broad term, and that would match to something like pot plant for outdoor or plant or even plant pot for outdoor. So the order of the words doesn't matter you only need to have those two words somewhere in the customer search term for it to match against your your campaign and phrase is in between the, the two where the order is important and the two words the words need to be sort of fixed you know, need to be uh, next to each other that's right so you, you might have pot plant as your phrase match but if someone types in black pot plant then, then the phrase match will trigger and that'll actually show the ad because you've kept the two words that you wanted to phrase which is pot plant and someone's added black at the beginning or they've added black at the end or you know whatever so yeah that that makes sense and that's one of the, one of the other key problems i see beginner mistakes is just using say broad match types and and not using exact exact are great if you've done your keyword research properly you should mm-hmm. know what search terms are really relevant for your product and you'll get much better match results on a exact search term if you've got really relevant keywords. So another key tip for beginners is to, is to use exact as well as the other, or at least exact and abroad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember Danny McMillan was talking about uh, with his data analyst uh, business partner at Databrill and they were talking about really phrase matches, not something that you want to really look at at all it should just be either broad or exact and broad in their experience they use that to really mine for ex, you know additional keywords and then moving those broad match keywords across into exact match when they start to trigger you know when they start to trigger some sales phrase is is useful but it's much harder to maintain so mm. doing it manually i agree i wouldn't use use phrase mm-hmm. um, but uh, if you have a, you know, a tool or something like that I think phrase can become, it's in between and so it can be another sort of more targeted but not as obviously broad as broad. That's right. Um, Where does auto fit into all of this, like an automatic campaign? When a beginner is starting out on Amazon, they've just launched their first product or they've got their first product live and they want to basically start to drive some traffic to it, do you recommend to your clients or students that they run an auto campaign straight off the bat? No, so that's... That's another key sort of beginner mistake is not only running an auto campaign. I would include auto in campaign, but not just relying on auto campaign. The, you've got the honeymoon period you know, where Amazon gives you that organic boost 
and so you want to make the most of your honeymoon period. And so you want to run uh, auto, broad, and exact is, is to, to get things going as quick as possible. You know, the, the traditional way sort of a year or so ago was to run just auto and mine the keywords then put them into exact. But now with the, the changes with the algorithm, you need to make the most of the honeymoon period and, and get going as quickly as possible. Auto, I mean, auto is relying on Amazon to come up with the keywords. And you know, sometimes it works really well as you've know, got the appropriate bid price. Mm-hmm. Other times it uh, doesn't work as well. Maybe we should talk about ACOS as well because that's actually another confusing term for a lot of people. Can you define for us what ACOS is or ACOS? Yes. ACOS stands for Advertising Cost of Sales. So it's the cost of your advertising as a percentage of your advertising sales. Mm-hmm. It's a key measure of your PPC performance. Obviously, so the, the lower your ACOS, which means the lower you're spending on ads versus your sales is the better. And this is for your your paid sales. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so what other common mistakes do you see then that new sellers make? Not using the negative keywords. So negative keywords are great for removing irrelevant keywords. So going back to my pot plant example, if you were selling a small pot plant, you might want to uh, negate the word large pot plant in your phrase matching or your broad matching so that mm-hmm. people aren't going to, you, users aren't going to be seeing your, your pot plant appear when they're typing in large pot plants. So it's a great way to, to remove the, in your phrase and broad campaigns Mm. irrelevant keywords awesome um that's a really good tip there and i do have lots and lots of negative keywords for many of my campaigns the other thing that amazon's done recently too is create the search term tab so you can actually see all the customer search terms that have been typed in whereas previously we had to download the advertising report and there's still a place for that and we probably touch on that today but the search term report or sorry the search term tab uh, can be very useful in terms of really understanding and seeing the sorts of search phrases that people are using to to drive traffic to your listing. And if you see search phrases in there, you can kind of copy them and and pop them into like a negative campaign to stop that from happening in future. Yes, it certainly simplify the process. Mm. Yeah, I think Amazon's trying to make it as as easy as possible. They're really trying to steal PPC market share from the Googles and the Facebooks of this world and. Yeah, they're, they're putting a lot of uh, resource and energy into uh, their sponsored advertising. There's no doubt about it. In fact, even last week, I saw that they're now starting to roll out like four sponsored ads right across the top of the search results on a desktop anyway. I'd be certain that they'd be doing the same thing for a mobile device and its screen. So it's such an increasingly pay-to-play place. So it's really important to get your PPC or your sponsored advertising right, isn't it? Yes, and there's also a large revenue growth area for Amazon as well. Mm, yeah, it's huge. Making a lot of money out of it, particularly as it gets more competitive. Some other, some other things yes. about PPC mm-hmm. um, for beginners. Uh, the key thing is that PPC is not going to help a bad product. If you had a, a, a bad listing, like poor images or poor quality product, PPC can't be your saving grace to, to boost a bad product. So mm. it's a bit like garbage in, garbage out. You need to have a good product and then you can use PPC to help boost your, your sales. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, if you're going to be, if you're in a competitive niche or very competitive niche, 
it's going to have going to be really hard to compete and have a high ACOS, high cost of ad spend mm. niche, and uh, a lot of people make it very hard to make a profit. It's really back to the basics in terms of having a high demand in a low competition product. Yeah, where you're not you're not competing with lots and lots of other advertisers or trying to push their ver- versions of of the same niche product. Right. So, yeah, that's a that's tricky, and I do see lots of sellers who get themselves into trouble with sponsored advertising and they just they barely break even in fact many make a loss overall loss on their profitability because they're spending so much on ppc just to try and um you know stay in the game and try to get traffic to their listings the other concept i think is important to understand here as well is that is it ppc and getting sales through those keywords can really help with your organic positions and ranking positions that's right it's Mm. important it obviously depends on how competitive the niche is as to how much you need to rely on PPC. But PPC is a, a key for, for boosting your organic ranks. Mm. Not as useful as it was in the past. It hasn't got as much ranking boost, but it uh, comes back to how competitive the market is. And, but it's mm. an, easy, an easy way to get organic ranking. Um, that's right. So if we're looking at our PPC data, we're downloading some reports or we're looking at the actual campaigns themselves. What, what sort of benefits can we get from analysing PPC data? We've covered ACOS. That's the key to, uh, to, to look at from in terms of how you're performing overall. Mm-hmm. Um, another key metric, which actually isn't in part of the uh, reports but can be used to calculate it, is the TACOS, another lovely mm-hmm. acronym, standing mm-hmm. for Total Advertising Cost of Sales. So where the ACOS is looking at your cost of advertising as a ratio of your advertising sales, mm-hmm. TACOS is your cost of advertising as a percentage of your total sales. Mm-hmm. So that's where it takes into account then your accounts, your percentage organic sales versus your paid sales. And that's more important as part of your looking at your profit margins than the, the, uh, the ACOS because it's the, the TACOS which is going to impact your bottom line. So mm-hmm. important to to somehow track and, and monitor that to see how you're going from a PPC spend because... Someone should create a, create a tool for that, shouldn't they? Yeah, well, it's mm. funny about that. There are, there are tools around that do it. Um, the mm. and, uh, uh, Profits tool does that and um, the Celix has uh, also got a lovely... Uh, it's my favourite one, the Celix tool for mm. the Profits uh, tool does some fantastic um, mm. graphs and data on tracking the, the TACOS and your, your profit margins after your sales. Or you can do it in Excel spreadsheets. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that hard to do. All you need to do is grab your, your total sales and your um, your total PPC spend to work. Not hard. No. Yeah, there's a ratio. Yeah, and you can get the data from Seller Central in Campaign Manager and in your business reports, those two bits of information. To get your your tacos, so that's a awesome to keep an eye on um, mm-hmm. just your ACOS, so you understand what your organic ranking is. Because your main game there is to boost your organic ranking. Your PPC sales are really a tool, as we talked before, to boost mm-hmm. your organic rank. Um, that sounds good. What's a good sort of tacos rate or tacos ratio percentage, for example? Where where do you like to see things lie for your clients and for yourself? It, it does depend on how competitive the niche is. 
but I like to see something under 10% for a mature product to be running under 10%. 5% is great. Um, that's my own personal target, 5%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once again, it depends on the competitive, how competitive you are in the environment. Some people just can't get down to 10% because they need to speak, spend more on advertising to keep the organic, to, to boost organic ranking. Yeah, and maintain it. Yep. Any other sort of things that we can look at within our sponsored advertising accounts in terms of data, and we can that we can analyze and and make refinements on our campaigns. I mean, you can obviously turn off keywords, and we've sort of talked a bit about that using negative keywords, but we can archive keywords that are really just not performing at all. Um, and then, of course, there's bid management too, isn't there? I mean, if we're spending. Yeah. $2 a click and we're not getting any sales, maybe we keep that keyword and drop the click cost down to $0.20, cents, which I do a lot. They're the key, the key things to do to tune your campaigns, adjusting your bids, turning, on, turning off keywords, adding in new keywords as well. Yes. You do keyword research and to uh, negate keywords, um, as well as keyword mining is another key thing. So the search term okay. are another... Uh, we talked about for exact being a better type of campaign to have. So searching through your broad auto phrase uh, campaigns, the search data from those, looking for keywords that can, can be converted into exact is another tool to tune your campaigns to make them more profitable. Indeed. And that's really important because you have a lot more control over the bidding with exact match campaigns particularly if you've discovered a keyword in the in an automatic campaign. So you've let Amazon um, show your product for a, a particular search term. And what I tend to recommend is that um, if that if that search term has you know, given me a couple of sales, I'll move it into exact match campaign. And then what I also do, of course, is then I'll negative that search term that I've moved in the automatic campaign yeah. as, an ex- as an exact match um, negative. So that stops... Yeah, otherwise you're cannibalizing, you're yeah. still allowing, whichever campaign that you're spending more money on or has a, has a bigger budget, um, that's, where the, that's where the love will go from Amazon. So it's really important when you start moving keywords from either phrase or automatic or broad campaigns into an exact match that you negative that, that key phrase that you're moving um, to stop the other campaigns operating. You want to compete against yourself. Exactly, yeah, yeah. super important. Report and report are also great for looking for new product um, ideas too. So, Isn't it? Mm. so if you're you know, selling a particular niche, you might find in your search term report someone searching for something similar. There may be another idea to expand out your uh, expand your current your existing mm. brand. So it's good to look at your search term reports on a regular basis for that purpose. I agree. Um, PPC is also some, very useful, I think, particularly with Exact Match too. Understand keyword volume and demand. So the tools kind of tell you one thing, like Helium 10 and Jungle Scout and Viral Launch, all those guys. But um, exact match uh, campaigns really tend to give you the real PPC keyword volume data, don't they? Correct. The impressions are not a key thing to, to mm. monitor. It's, it's great also for monitoring whether your keyword ranking is impacted. So, for example, if you're not spending enough on PPC, you may drop off page one. So you can monitor your impressions and to see whether that's dropping mm-hmm. to see whether your, your keyword ranking is, is being impacted. You obviously need to take into account any seasonal changes for your impression volumes. 
Yes. And also great to use in conjunction with other tools like keyword tracking tools like the Helium 10 Keyword Track, mm. which you know, can, has a, can have a graph of how you're ranking for a given keyword. But instead of having to monitor every single keyword, you can monitor your total impressions to see how you're trending. One more thing is the conversion rate. The conversion rate is how many clicks convert into a order. Now, the conversion rate is only available on the download reports, not on the Sincel uh, subject itself but it's a fantastic measure of quality. It's a great way to measure your listing quality and your mm. keyword relevancy and how competitive you are in a given niche. So the, the lower the conversion rate is showing you either if you've got irrelevant keywords or you're up against high high competition. Mm. I like to see a conversion rate um, sort of above 10% because if you're below 10%, you're really going to struggle to get an ACOS at an appropriate level to, to make a profit. And it's mm. also a great way to, to monitor changes to your listing. So, for example, if you're making changes to your title or your, your copy, you can use conversion rate to see how that's in, impacted um, your changes. So how, how well you've, whether you've improved or made it worse by your conversion rate. That's great. Do you have any um, any other areas that you analyse within a within a sponsored advertising world? Oh, I do, but uh, <laughs> probably covered enough. All right. Um, what sort of PPC or sponsored advertising strategies then do you use broadly? Yeah. So, with a lot depends on the the competition again. We'll keep coming back to that, but the, obviously, the more competition, the more you're going to be relying on PPC or even other methods to to you know, off Amazon methods to, to get your sales. Uh, as part of the launch or a, a relaunch of a product, uh, I would use exact, broad ASIN targeting, which we haven't discussed yet, and auto mm-hmm. They have higher bids. I don't rely on the Amazon suggested bids. I would go higher than that, let PPC tell you what the real bids are, mm-hmm. and, and plan to break even in the first few months with the PPC. Once again, depends on how competitive the market is as to when mm. you start making a profit. But if you're not in a too competitive environment, you should be able to rely on PPC to launch your product and, and to boost your organic rank. Yeah, I agree with that. The ASIN targeting, just um, we haven't touched on that yet, that's where you can target a given product. And so your ad will appear on a product detail page of an, a competitor's product. It's uh, sometimes that performs really well. Yeah, they're the sponsored ads re- um, related to this item as they show up on other people's products, yeah? Yes. And I think it's also within, just to try and alleviate any com- possible confusion, I think they're called product targeting ads within yeah. Cell Central, aren't they? That's right. So you can do, you can kind of select auto, manual targeting, which is keyword targeting, uh, and then sorry, manual targeting is broken down into keyword targeting and product targeting. So you can actually pick individual ASINs or indeed all the products that exist within a category, and then it gets even more hairy because you can target products that are rated less than three stars or have a price range between X, Y, and Z. Particular brands, you can target other people's brands. It's quite scary what what you can do in there. And I haven't, um, with all my clients, I haven't had much success with those category and uh, other ones. I stick to just the ASINs. 
Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, Same. Yeah, found, found them uh, too broad and uh, much better to spend a bit more time and do some research and get a list of, of ASINs to, to use instead. A bit like mm. the exact campaign, nice and targeted for given products. Uh, we probably should also clarify that an ASIN is actually someone else's or a product on Amazon. So it's a, it's, it stands for Amazon Standard Identification Number and every single product on Amazon is assigned that. So when we start talking about ASINs, we're actually just talking about products if, if, if you're not clear about what we mean there. Um, I'm just, I need a glossary at the end of this show, I think. <laughs> ACOSs and TACOSs and ASINs and whatever else. That's cool. All right, and then what other uh, strategies do you, do you tend to, um, to roll so the once your product is in a mature, we've talked about the tuning process in terms of negating keywords and the likes, mm-hmm. um, and keyword research, um, adjusting your adjusting your PPC PPC spend to maximise profit. <laughs> yeah, so that um, ten times quickly. <laughs> um, and and using your TACOS as your main measure for uh, your performance, and so. If you spend too little on PPC, that will potentially impact your organic ranking and reduce your total sales. So this is a bit of a trial and error process where you, uh, if you're going along and say that an ACOS at 30%, you might try and reduce your bids to get down to a lower ACOS. Then monitor your profit to see, well, is that actually, how much has it impacted my sales? Has it actually improved my overall profit over a given period? Mm-hmm. And then... You might find the opposite. If you spend too much on PC, well, then that impacts your profits because you're spending far too much on your on your and it's impacted too much in your PPC. So it's trying to find that sweet spot of what a good ACOS is to get your get your get a good TACOS that maximises your profits by playing around with your your bids and, and targeting a given ACOS level mm-hmm. to overall maximise your profit on the bottom line. Do you do or use any PPC automation tools? Absolutely. Oh, oh. Um, do do tell. <laughs> so, so, some of the key benefits of a PPC, sorry, a automation tool, mm-hmm. it significantly reduces your time for maintaining your campaigns. I was spending just my own campaigns, sort of ten hours a week, manually playing around with my campaigns, and I realised that my return on investment there wasn't worth it. The amount of saving I was getting. For the amount of tuning I was doing, well, it wasn't you know, wasn't worthwhile, and that's when I started looking mm. into, into tools. And analyze. that's when you probably reread the four hour work week and went, "Hang on, <laughs> that's right." Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, I felt like an, an automation tool was going to be better than trying to outsource it to get someone to do it manually. Mm-hmm. Much easier to get a tool to come up with with an algorithm than trying to write a, a user manual to to get someone else to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And and also some of the tools are great with assisting in campaign creations, including creating negative keywords. So we talked about creating, if you have an exact campaign, have make sure you negate that in a broad. Well, that can be done as part of the creation of, with these tools. So all those complex bits of, of creating a campaign can be done really quickly and minimise mistakes being made by using the tool. Mm-hmm. And I've seen many sellers have much better performance with uh, in their PPC campaigns by using an automation tool, even taking consideration the cost of the tools themselves. 
because they typically wouldn't spend the time they need to tune the campaigns properly or they didn't have the correct skills to themselves to do the appropriate tuning. Mm. So a lot of benefits in, in using a tool. Um, there's a lot of different tools out there. The one that I used last year for a client, um, I was invited in to use their take metrics tool. That was quite interesting where you could set their ACOS or the advertising cost of sales to say 15% for a product and it would basically, it took it a couple of weeks to learn, but ultimately it actually was able to get the ACOS down to around sort of 12%. It was quite amazing. So yeah, I was quite, quite, quite impressed actually. It's the first time I really dived into a PPC automation tool for Amazon and my experience with Taker metrics was pretty good. What what do you? I know there's millions of them out there now. Which which ones do you use? I use on tools is my primary tool for myself and my clients. I find mm-hmm. that um, in terms of the functionality it has in terms of automation is is fantastic. It was the first one I saw that did almost everything I was doing manually, and and it's got a good sort of price point too, particularly for beginners. And you can start off at um, $21 a month with the, that tool. So it's a low cost. That's of, very reasonable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I better look at that then. I've got oh, $21 a month. That's after a 15% discount. So mm-hmm. I've got an affiliate link we can provide. Cool. So Let's do that. To, to get that. So some of the, the key functions, uh, let me talk about Zon tools. What are the, the key automatic mm-hmm. functions that can be you done? Know, we talked about adjusting bids to meet the target ACOS. That's probably the primary bread and butter function that most tools would have in terms of you plug in a, a target ACOS and it'll adjust the bids typically on a daily basis to meet that. Other functions that Zon Tools does is it stops poor performing keywords and ASINs or product mm-hmm. targeting. So, for example, you'd have it set up to say if you had 20 clicks on a given keyword and no sales, that it either turns it off or sets it to a really low bid. Does the mining of the search term reports, looking for good and bad performing custom search terms. So if it finds a bad one, it will negate them. And if it finds a good one, it will go and create the manual, know the exact phrase and broad search terms. So it's doing all that manual work that you used to do on a regular basis. And also, if you've got low number of impressions, it will increase the, the bids for you too to try and get some more impressions and get some clicks, test out a keyword. That's awesome. So for twenty one bucks a month, I don't know whether that plan does all of what you've just up to five hundred dollars um, Amazon. So it's tiered based on your Amazon ad spend. Oh, I say up to five hundred dollars a month on ad ad spend. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think a lot of people sort of sit in that range. So um, I think I'd rather spend twenty one bucks a month than um, than ten hours a week. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds really good. Um, When's a good time then for a seller to consider using automation in their PPC or sponsored advertising on Amazon? I would suggest everyone uses it. Mm. The only time that I would see that someone wouldn't use it if they only had a few keywords or their ad spend was very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fantastic for beginners. So it's much easier to learn to use a tool than to try and learn how to set up full-blown ad campaign and to to do the, the tuning of the keywords. So you can set up the campaigns, then monitor the automation rules and learn what the changes are doing to understand mm. 
how things are operating. Mm-hmm. I still need to know the basics, like you know, the different match types, and understand how to use to read the PPC reports. But you know, there's a I spent a lot of time to come up with speed on PPC. Using a tool is a much simpler way to sort of stage that learning in to uh, as part of your Amazon journey. So, Darren, what about Amazon Australia and sponsored advertising? There, there is there any differences between PPC on Amazon Australia versus other countries, or is it the same? So I've got one client uh, using Australia and the key difference here is it doesn't have the product targeting yet. So you mm-hmm. have the broad phrase exact and auto, but you can't have the product product targeting. And the other key difference is the cost per clicks is so much cheaper. Aren't they? Yeah. So the you know, the something that would be for Anisha would be super competitive in, in the US where you'd uh, be struggling to break even. In, in Australia, ACOS is a really low, you know, into the teens for this one one client. And the mm. uh, problem is, obviously, the sales velocity is uh, pretty slow. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, the cost per clicks are really, really cheap, which um, obviously is a key factor for your ACOS, getting a low ACOS. Yeah, look, I totally agree. I've just um, been astounded, actually, by how cheap the advertising is on Amazon Australia and, it's kind of like whenever there's a new platform, you know, when Facebook ads first came out, even when Google ads first came out back in 2002 when I first started using it and advertising click costs were ridiculously cheap back then. But as people pile in and understand how much benefit they can get out of it, you know, their, their click costs tend to go up because it, the whole thing's an auction, right? So yeah. whoever's prepared to spend the most sort of rising tide lifts all the boats and everything gets more expensive. But the, the thing about Amazon Australia is that there's still not a huge amount of sellers that are all piling in on advertising. So I think it's still um, still pretty golden in there. Mm. Do you have any final PPC tips that you can share with us, some little hacks or anything that can maybe save someone a few bucks or make them a few more dollars? Oh, of course, the number one's got to be use an automation tool. That's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we covered that, yep. The, uh, the next is... Um, don't use your budget to limit your spend. So within Amazon, you've got the the budget to, you know, so you can cap out, you know, how much you spend a given day on a given campaign. Well, the, the problem with that is if you um, your budget gets hit, you you're missing out on the cheaper clicks at the end of the day because other sellers that happens the same things are happening. So at the end of the day, there is cheaper cheaper clicks to be to got. So I recommend to make sure that your budgets are above what you expect to be spending mm-hmm. and use other methods if you want to, to limit your spend, for example, in lowering your, your bids. So use it more of a safety net to make sure you don't go and spend hundreds of dollars a day, for example, but mm-hmm. don't use it to try and limit your spend. Use other methods and, and go after those cheaper clicks. Another one is portfolios within Seller Central. I'm not sure if you use it, Chris, but it's... Uh, a nice easy way to in campaign manager to group all your campaigns for a given product into one portfolio then enables you to monitor the total performance of that one product within within seller central yeah i love portfolios they're just such a quick shortcut way to get to a product or a category or a brand there's just so many ways that you can create these portfolios um 
yeah. you know, based on like if you're doing a test on something or whatever, or you can prop all of your product targeting ads into a portfolio versus your sponsored ads versus, you know, display ads if we get into sponsored brands, which we're not talking about today. But yeah, it's very, very powerful. Much, much, much easier to understand what's actually happening in the broader context of your campaigns. And the last one is when you're making changes or making big changes, only make one change at a time so you can measure the, the, the benefit of the change you've, you've made. So, for example, if you're making a change to your listing, don't make any sniffing of PPC changes at the same time. This enables you to go and measure the, any, the benefits you've had from that change. For example, going and looking at your PPC conversion rate. If you go on and made other changes to as well at the same time, you're not quite sure what's made the, the benefit or the impact to your change. Mm. So yeah. a lot of people making lots of changes at the same time and then sort of not even understanding or learning from the experience and then what, what benefits you're getting or why you've potentially gone backwards. Yeah, it takes a lot of patience though sometimes, doesn't it, just to hold back. People just get so excited, they're all gung-ho and they start making wholesale changes left, right and centre and then, yeah, something good or indeed sometimes something bad happens and they can't quite figure out what have, the, what have all those changes caused you know this this issue or this this result so great advice there thank you darren we're getting very close to the end i want to say a big thank you and how do we get in touch with you right so um either on facebook darren truen on facebook uh, darren with R, it's an easy way to, to find me or um on facebook zon ads Z-O-N ads. Fabulous. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, sharing your um, your wisdom and your experience with Amazon PPC and hopefully um, we'll, we've helped during our conversation some, some beginners who are just getting started on Amazon and looking at the daunting world of sponsored advertising on Amazon. Hopefully we've been able to help you um, set you off on the right track and, uh, yeah, try and make a lot more money than you spend. <laughs> That's the, the way it should work. So thanks again for coming on the show. Great, and thanks for having me, Chris. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.